1: And welcome to Bob Brady Live on this uh wow dreary cold Monday spring afternoon in Ohio. Uh yeah, uh, 80 degrees and then 40 degrees. Uh this is Ohio in the spring. Anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me today. Here is my telephone number 877 Bob Live 877-262-5483. That's good to be back on the air again today. Uh, thank you for your patience. I want to thank Jeff for um, uh, scheduling and uh, putting in the, uh, the best of programs. Uh, just some difficult time for our family last week, and I, I needed, uh, it needed, to, uh, to take a few days off. Uh, but I'm back. And uh, I'm uh, grateful for those of you who were praying for us. Thank you. Means uh, more than you could ever know. Uh, lots and lots and lots of things to deal with today, but a program note at 4.30. Ken Ham with Answers in Genesis is going to be joining me for a full half hour. As most of you know, he is the keynote speaker for our Pastor Appreciation Breakfast coming up next month, and uh, he will be joining me live, uh, Lord willing. Uh, If you're a regular listener, you know that I always prefer live interviews, but there is also always the possibility of some snafu of some kind. So Lord willing. Uh, Ken Ham will be joining me um, at 4:30, and then tomorrow, Senator JD Vance will join me at 4:45. I've been trying to uh, schedule JD. Uh, when, you know, when he was first uh, elected and sworn in. I, to be really honest, I didn't want to bother him. I knew he was busy getting settled and so forth and then the train derailment he was very involved in that and uh so I <laughs> Pardon me. Boy, you you think I should get to the cough button quicker. But anyway, my apologies. Uh, he was dealing with the train derailment anyway. Uh he is scheduled for tomorrow. At uh, 445, that will be our first opportunity to speak to uh, J.D. Vance since he was elected to the United States Senate. All right, to the news of the day, we'll begin with good news. The legislature in the state of Kansas passed uh, what they called the Fairness in Women's Sports Bill. The uh, Fairness in Women's Sports Bill quote, requires interscholastic, intercollegiate, intramural, and club athletic teams to be designated according to biological sex and prohibits biological males from participating in teams intended for women and girls. It also applies to K-12 public schools as well as post-secondary institutions. Well, that's common sense. Anybody with half a brain knows that a biological male has physical superiority in most sports, not all sports, to a female. And it has been proven that even if the testosterone levels are reduced dramatically, there is still the muscular and anatomical advantages of a male— Over a female. This is common sense legislation, and anybody who cares about women and fairness to women would support this. Unless, of course, you're a female Democrat governor. Governor Laura Kelly vetoed the legislation. Well, here's the good news. The legislation has formally overridden the veto. And HB 2238, the Fairness in Women's Sports Bill, will become law in the state of Kansas. Now, look for lawsuits. Look for some rogue federal judge probably to put a hold on that. But right now, uh, women... Athletes in the state of Kansas will be protected from unfair competition uh, would would anybody would i mean would anybody suggest allowing an eighteen year old female from competing against a twelve year old female same gender females one eighteen, one twelve. Well, of course not. That would be ridiculous. That would be dumb. What do you mean? An 18-year-old is far more developed than a 12-year-old. There would be an obvious advantage. Nobody would support that. But what's the difference between a biological male competing against a biological female? It's the same thing. It's absolutely unfair. But the liberal left has lost... Well, I started to say they lost all common sense. They haven't. They know. They just don't care. They have an ideological agenda. Uh, Anyway, good for the legislators of the state of Kansas. They have overridden the Democrat governor's veto. And again... A female, a female governor, does not care that women in her state could have been discriminated against. All right, so that's good news out of Kansas. Then there's also good news in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis has signed their version of the heartbeat bill into law. Uh, similar to the Heartbeat Bill here in Ohio. Uh, DeSantis said, quote, we are proud to support life and family in the state of Florida. I applaud the legislature for passing the Heartbeat Protection Act that expands pro-life protections and provides additional resources for young mothers and families. The governor's office praised the bill, as an historic measure, quote, to defend the dignity of human life and transform Florida into a pro-family state. Good for him. Now, it's already been contested in the state. The uh, Planned Parenthood and the ACLU are saying, well, no, 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 not so quick. Uh, Not so quick. We've already taken this to court, so we'll keep an eye on it. But it has been signed into law by Governor Ron DeSantis. Folks, listen. Abortion is going to be a key, key thing in the upcoming presidential election. Don't expect the National Republican Party to back abortion. Mark my words. I'm making a little prediction, issuing a little prophecy. Those of us who are firmly pro-life are going to be terribly disappointed in the Republican Party on the national level. And I, I don't want to say too much, but I'm not certain that Donald Trump is going to be quite as pro-life as he has been in the past. Not sure. I hope that's not the case. But I'm reading some things, I'm hearing some things in his talks and discussions with national leadership. He may pull back just a little bit on pro-life. Again, I hope that is not the case. We'll see. All right, we need to take the first break. My number, again, 877-BOB-LIVE. Eight seven seven two six two fifty four eighty three.
0: Bob Bernie, Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview.
1: Well, this makes me sad. Um, I really enjoy Ohio State football, Ohio State athletics. I'm not a fanatic about it, but I enjoy it. I do love to watch you know, football and so forth. And... Uh, I've had just a great deal of respect for the coaching staff because they're producing young men, not just football players. They're trying to build character. And uh, one of the best-known coaches, well, uh, Brian Hartline was hospitalized. Uh, He participated, obviously, in the spring game on Saturday. And then after 1 o'clock in the morning Sunday, yeah, 1 o'clock in the morning, he's involved in a UTV, ATV, UTV, four-wheeler crash on his property in Delaware, hospitalized, non-life-threatening, and he was released today, and uh, very, very thankful for that. The minute I saw that it was one thirty in the morning... Sunday morning, and he is involved in a UTV crash. I thought to myself, alcohol booze. He was celebrating the spring game, and you know, but obviously, he didn't have any proof. That was just my own gut. Uh, well, it's coming out now. Multiple news sources here in Columbus are now reporting alcohol was. Involved, And what a terrible lesson to teach his players. Uh, will he be suspended for—he's not going to be fired. Will he be suspended for a short time? I, I don't know. He probably should be. Terrible example. Young men who are struggling with booze anyway, particularly as athletes— Just a terrible, terrible example. And it just, again, reinforces, and and I know that many, maybe even most of you disagree with me on this, and that's just fine. Almost nothing good ever comes out of alcohol consumption. It's not always bad. It's not always bad but hardly anything good ever comes out of it and there again is another example and i'm just i just feel bad for the example to his players um anyway and i will leave it at that something far more serious and far more sad over the weekend a birthday party in Dadeville, Alabama. Now, when we think of mass shootings, we think of Chicago, we think of uh, uh, Nashville, we think of Louisville, we think of Los Angeles, we think of big cities, we think of an urban environment. Dadeville, Alabama has a population of 3,300 people. Tiny little town, 3,300 people, Dadeville, Alabama, birthday party, and four people are dead, 28 others wounded or injured in some other way. 16-year-old girl's birthday party at a dance studio in downtown Dadeville. on uh, Saturday night. Four dead, 28 people. Uh, So far, police are pretty tight-lipped about whether they have a a suspect. The uh, names of the victims were released last night, and this tiny little community is just rocked to the core. Um, Once again... Uh, The president of the United States immediately used it for political purposes in uh, further gun control. Did he know any of the details? No. He know what kind of weapon was used? No. Does he know what prompted it? Nope. Does he know the motive? Nope. But immediately, the president and others used it for their own political purposes for uh, gun control. We don't know what the motive was. We have a terrible heart issue in America. We do. We have a terrible heart issue. We also have a mental health crisis. Much, many, probably most of these shootings, if you look deep enough... Far enough, there is a mental health aspect. So we don't know hardly any of the details, except we do know this. A whole bunch of people mourning in a tiny little town in uh, Alabama. Pray for the folks of Dadeville, Alabama. A 16-year-old girl's birthday. Her brother was one of those that was killed along with um, three others. Pray for uh, the community. (sighs) Continue to pray for a revival in America. All right, quick break, and uh, we'll be back.